This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, January 19th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. President Obama wants a tough-nosed review of regulations that might hinder economic performance, but there are problems with that directive from the president. For one, that's already been on the books for years. Peter Van Doren, editor of Regulation Magazine, comments. The president has asked these agencies to become economists and, and examine the costs and benefits of everything they do that, that has a large impact on the economy. Now, of course, there are existing rules that already mandate that agencies do this, and uh, the track record on that has not been good. The There are many, many reports by agencies examining the costs and benefits of so-called major rules. Those are rules that have more than an estimated $100 million of costs on the economy. Um, The most famous of these, from an economist's point of view, is the EPA analysis of the costs and benefits of the uh, Clean Air Act, both the 1970 and the original Act, and then the 1977 amendments. And this was uh, mandated by the Clean Air Act amendments, actually, of 1990. Section 812 of that act mandated that the EPA do an analysis of itself. And just like President Obama is now asking agencies to look carefully into their records and see stuff that they're doing that doesn't make any sense. And the EPA examined itself, and then in 1997 published this report that said the benefits, the cumulative benefits of the regulations it had enacted as a result of the Clean Air Act from 1970 to 1990 was $22 trillion. Yes, trillion. And this is in 1990 constant dollars. And that, the be- and that, the, that, that those are the benefits. The costs were only a measly $500 billion. So you've got something on the order of a 44 to 1 benefit to cost ratio, one of the big ones of all time. And I have converted that, or I, I looked at cumulative GDP over that time period, converted it to $1990, and came up with about $90 trillion of cumulative GDP from 1970 to 1990. That means the Clean Air Act estimates that it's, it and it alone contributed about a quarter of all the GDP, all the economic activity in the United States from 1970 to 1990. And its cost of doing that was trivial. So what does it mean that the the president has asked agencies to please stop doing things that don't make sense? In my view, it it sounds good for economists. It sounds like the, the president is taking what we say seriously. But in fact, what he's asking is for agencies and the political system ultimately to be like an Econ 101 class. And the first thing you learn about politics is that it's not. It's about the dreams and aspirations of middle-class voters that are all benefits and no costs. There are no trade-offs. There are no budget constraints. They're just leaders doing good. And so to say that some of this isn't good, that it's not cost-effective, that it doesn't make sense, is to ask politics to be unpolitical. It's to ask average voters to not believe in the things that they believe in, which is why the members that represent them try to enact the policies they do. So, for example, it would say um, biofuels don't make sense. Biofuels have been a disaster. Biofuels don't help the environment. They cost a lot. 
they hurt crops, they on and on and on and on. So the costs exceed the benefits. Well, farmers don't think so, and environmentalists, some don't think so, and the public thinks biofuels help us not import oil from the Mideast, that evil place. And so at that symbolic level, biofuels have lots of political benefits, even though from a hard accounting point of view, they do not. And so it's like asking politics to get rid of Santa Claus. To, 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 it's, it's like asking Santa Claus to get rid of Christmas or something, whatever the right metaphor is. And the regulatory process as it occurs at the federal level right now with executive branch agencies is defined by the interest groups who uh, offer these various comments on regulations before they go into effect and the agencies uh, contend with these comments and sometimes fold that information into the, the whatever final rule they come up with. These are not presumably public interested uh, uh, groups that are, are trying to fight for a better regulation in an absolute sense. Correct. I mean, that's what K Street and lobbying is all about, is you pay people a lot of money to pay attention to the details, and the rest of us have our lives and jobs and whatever, and we do not get involved in these things. Part of the Obama initiative is actually to make, quote, as he has with other things, with laws, right, that he would not uh, sign a law unless it was public for three, is it three days or five days? I mean, that promise has been broken many, many, many times. And again, there's another promise in this, which is that basically rules will be on the web and then public and, the, and that the agencies will uh, try to solicit genuine public comment. And of course, this all happens now. I mean, there are the, there's the, the law, there's the Federal Register and rules are out there and anyone can read them. It's just people don't, i.e. very interested parties read them and pay lawyers to to figure out um, where the details are. But in fact, int- you know, the general public does not tend to read the rules uh, published by agencies, even though they're, they're there now. So the president is asking agencies to engage in the process that has been a part of uh, regulatory process for decades. Correct. And he wants them to really do it now, even though um, it, it – and, and, but in fact, what he's doing is signaling. I mean, he's trying to signal to less informed people – that in fact he's not a left-wing nut. He's he's a pragmatic, business-oriented um, president who doesn't want to destroy the economy like some people on talk radio and talk TV say that he is. And uh, presumably that's what what this announcement today is about. Is there anything uh, substantive that can be uh, pulled out of uh, his request? As best I can tell, the the, the answer is no. That that. This is ongoing. People in agencies know it's ongoing. There will now be, I'm sure there'll be some announcements in the next months or so where they found some really inane things and they're getting rid of them. In fact, I think they uh, associated their announcement today with some. And so that will go on. That's not hard to do. There are inane things, but the inane things they'll talk about are not, are merely um, a tip of the iceberg compared to the inane things they have not talked about. For example, I mean, the whole... The EPA regulating global warming, right, which is the big, the big iceberg in the room that no one's talking about. Is does that pass cost benefit test? Is it worth it? Um, the Supreme Court has said the EPA cannot evade 
regulation uh, of CO2 by simply saying it's not a pollutant. But that doesn't mean the EPA actually has to do anything. It it still can can say that that there are no benefits. Uh, Well, actually, that's difficult. See, the Clean Air Act mandates regulation if there's some benefits. It doesn't ever, it doesn't say compare benefits with costs. It just says you have to do things to help the public health. And so, even a Cato-minded EPA would be very constrained by the way the law is written because, in fact, it says you're not allowed to take costs into account when you're drafting uh, air quality environmental regulation. So, again, President Obama isn't at fault here, nor is any president. It's actually the way the Congress wrote the Clean Air Act in the first place. Peter Van Doren is editor of Regulation magazine. He's also a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can subscribe to Regulation at Cato.org.